nothing. Nothing in the nose. <laughs> oh, oh. And we've started. Welcome to Sick. Just snort with a line of cocaine right there. Well, we've just had the, we've got the C word in the podcast now. <laughs> uh, episode 14 of Sarcasmacast. Uh, Sarcasmacast pre- presents Who Gives a Shit. Oh, we're going with presents Who Gives a Shit, right? Okay. I like it. It's worth presenting Who Gives a Shit. Yes, right. You chat shit while I apply this sauce to my noodles. Alright, so this is going to be the Oscar, the pre Oscar podcast where we discuss the nominations. Yes, um, to prerequisite, I meant my dry noodles. And by dry noodles, I mean food. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, the Adding no- all that sweet chilli to that sweet noodles. There is, okay, if you have a dry stir fry, and <laughs> you can hear it glugging, if you have a dry stir fry, then there's something wrong with the way that you're making a stir fry. Who made it? That person shall remain nameless. <laughs> um... So, I may have fucked up a bit on the sauce. Uh, but you could have had more than that. It is now moist. You can see, it is now moist. A lot of people don't don't like that word. Moist. moist. Is, it a, is it a turn off? Not for me. I, um, I don't care much for it. It's just, just another word to me. You're all about the moist. Um, so All about that moist. All about that moist. Um, so, the nominations for Oscars got announced. Yes, but before that, yes. I want to divulge the James Bond news that I've just heard to you. Way, Let's go. person who is singing and writing, writing and oh, singing. Oh, oh, right, okay. The new James Bond song. Yes, so singing and writing. Billie Eilish. Ooh! Billie Eilish. Ooh! How do you feel about that? I like that. Kate's a big fan. She is, but uh, I'm indifferent to her. I'm, I'll take a leave right now. Yeah, that is absolutely fine. Um, I am all for Billie Eilish. I've actually, coincidentally, been listening to quite a bit of uh, Billie Eilish. Eyelash. Oh, is it, is it eyelash? <laughs> I don't know. It's L- well, it's E double L I S H. So really, it's B- Billie Eilish. <sighs> Billie Elliot. <laughs> Billie Eilish. <laughs> right. So. Well, that's so fair enough. I mean, she'll be the youngest one to do it. Bon song. He's only eighteen. But who's the youngest Bond, Dan? I pose that question to you. Who was the youngest actor to play? Was it Pierce Brosnan at the time? He was 42. I don't know the ages of all of them. First first thing. So Pierce was 42 when he did um, The World Is Not Enough? Goldeneye. Goldeneye, Goldeneye. The World Is Not Enough was 1997. 1999. Shit. Do you want me to do it? You do. I think Sean Connery was 32. Okay. George Lesby was... I think when he got the role, he was 29. Oh. So he's my age. On your... On his... Ma- on... On my majesty's personal service. <laughs> <laughs> DPD. On um, her majesty's secret service. On her majesty. Yeah, because the queen. You know. It's alright. She wants she to... She was the queen back then. It's okay. She wants to murder Harry now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um... Roger Moore was 45, Timothy Dalton was 40, Pete Brosnan was 42, Daniel Craig was 38, I think. So, laser. So there you go. Laser Beam was the youngest. La- laser Beam. So, Oscars. What do you have at first? Um, I want to prerequisite this by saying, at the end of the day, the Oscars don't really matter that much. Just a bunch of rich people patting themselves on the back. Yes. And we're that taking, we are not, Dan. But we're taking an interest <laughs> because... I'm gonna t- I'm gonna place a few bets 
this year. You think? Okay. Oh, I'm, right. I'm, I'm definitely going to bet on Toy Story 4 winning Best Animated Film. <laughs> well... Because that's a, that's well, a moneymaker right there. Well, moneymakers, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get round to it. So, we are going to mention each category as they were announced. Right, okay, okay. And this is, this is how they are done in the... On the night as well. Like, mm. the first award is and will always be Supporting Actress. Mm. Because it was last year when Regina King won for If Beale Street Could Talk. Mm-hmm. Can't remember that. The director of Moonlight. Alright. Remember that controversy? <laughs> Alright. Because who won? Who uh, Emma Stone won Best Picture. I love that. It wasn't you. <laughs> Sit back down. So, Supporting Actress, we have Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell. Never heard of it. Yeah, apparently it's a biopic. That's all I know. Yeah. But Kathy Bates is in it, so I'll eventually see it. Uh, Laura Dern for Marriage Story. Is that the one with Adam Driver? Yes. Never seen it. Scarlet, Probably one either. And Scarlett Johansson. Speaking of, Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. I want to see that. Yeah. Um, I'll also mention that, because that's going to come up in a bit. Um, I have something regarding Jojo Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Florence Pugh for Little Women. No, I won't say that either. And there's uh, Margot Robbie for Bombshell. Is that that We Too movement? Oh, Me Too. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> we, too. we Too has a has a, has a thing to it. Is that what Bombshell's about? Or is that something else? I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Basically with... Because um, you know I've got Audion Limitless. Yes. On the odd occasion, I will get advanced screenings for limitless viewers only to certain movies. So the week that Knives Out was due to come out, the Tuesday before, mm-hmm. I got... Well, the, the weekend before that, I got an email from audience saying, Oh, the Tuesday before Knives Out comes out, we're organising an advanced screening if you want to come. You're a limitless member, why not? I got an email for Bombshell, and I was like... Should I? Um, was that not Screen Unseen? No. Was, was that a different Screen thing? Unseen is different. Screen Unseen is available to the public. And it will only happen, like, I think once every few months. Oh, right, okay. Because I went to the Ready or Not one in uh, September, and then it happened end of November, beginning of December for Ford versus Ferrari. Mm-hmm. I think it was in November. Um, so those are the first five. So, yes, based on these names... Who do you think is going to win? This isn't me officially placing bets, but I am going to go with Laura Dern for Marriage Story. On the bias that it's the only movie I've seen. <laughs> I haven't seen any of these films. Yes. So... Are you going to go by name? I'm going to go in alphabetical order and go Kathy Bates. <laughs> That's my... That's uh, my thing on the name. Hey, if you were going alphabetical order, you'd pick Florence Pete. Ah, sick. By surname. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well done. As soon as you went over back, I just stared at the screen, looked at the F and was like, there's something up here, but that something was me. So that was supporting, supporting actress, yes. And Jake doesn't know his alphabet. Um, okay, we're, we're getting somewhere here. Oh, ho, ho, ho. This, this world. Wait a minute, wait a minute. No, we're going in order, so we're going backwards and forwards. Right. So the next award is costume design. So we have The Irishman. Which you've seen. Yes, I you've have. You've just finished it. I, you started you, it last night and you've just finished it now. No, no, no. I started it when it came out. <laughs> it's been a long journey. Um, 
Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, and Once Upon a Time in Harry Room. Well, it's got to be Joker, isn't it? Uh, it looks the most unique. In the other films, they're just wearing a suit. I will say you this... You could ab- go to Asda and get a suit. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this about Joker. Out of all the comic book movies I've seen, it's the most... In terms of looks, it's the most accurate it would be to um, like being set in the 80s oh. it is the most accurate that a comic book movie has been like I can watch like I've, I think I said this in the review I can watch Joker devoid of the comic book origins mm. so you could see it as a man who's on the brink of like yeah it can, it can be both it can be both yeah um, this is my total bias but I'm going with the Irishman for this I think the same potentially because mm-hmm. you know it's like a the mob movie and all that so, but I would like to say Joker win have you seen any of other any Martin Scorsese games uh, yeah I've seen uh, Casino and Goodfellas hmm can't remember if they won that particular award or not but yeah we'll look back over it mm. so costume design we'll think of the Irishman but I'm hoping the Joker wins it Get, mm. guess how many nominations Joker has I've read it. It's eleven. Yes, it is the most nominated movie this year. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of it's a lot like this. Glad to see the superhero movies are getting this attention. Um, so we're at the sound mixing. Ad Astra, Dan, you've seen Ad Astra. It had a good score. I don't, but is that different? Sound mixing is so like with the diegetic sounds. So like when he's in space and. I think in the trailer, like the explosion happens and it's like a muffled. Yeah. Right. And it gets louder and louder. So sound mixing, it's like the sounds in the movie. I think maybe that. The next example, uh, Ford versus Ferrari, where you've got the racetrack mm-hmm. and the roar of the crowd and shit. How all of that is mixed together. It's uh... put it this way: Interstellar shouldn't. Oh, shouldn't have got it. I think that Interstellar might have got sound mixing, but it shouldn't have. Yeah. Because remember the whole fucking thing where the uh, score was drowning out the dialogue and shit and no one could hear it. Yeah, I remember that time. Right? Yeah. Um, Joker what's, what's is also... What's the time is just folk talking. We're, 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 ju- we're jumping a bit here. Let's go through them. <laughs> so we have Ad Astra, Ford versus Ferrari. We can understand those two. Yes. Joker. Might not understand what they were saying. Yes. <laughs> That's always a big plus. Um, it's, it's been a while since I've seen it. Three months. Um, but I'm trying to think of good examples in Joker where the sound mixing was utilised pretty well. Mm. Maybe um, Murray's talk show? No, nah, mm. it's just a talk show, isn't it? Yeah. The next one's interesting. 1917. I'm, I mean, I've read that it's got good reviews on that, but it's, that's just not a film that I'm probably ever going to see. I'm not a big war film fan. Did you see Dunkirk? No. Ah, no, okay. And I like Christopher, Christopher Nord. Ah. I was going to say Christopher Walken. <laughs> Christopher Walken. <laughs> the next movie that I'm making, 1917. It's when I was born. <laughs> it was, actually. <laughs> no, no, it was. It would be a Yeah, he would, he would, he would. I think he was born in the 30s or 40s. Um... I will be seeing 1917 in time for the Oscars, so I will relay back. Ah, you'll have your one opinion then. Yes. Uh, mm. 
Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, yeah, I would agree with you in the respect that there wasn't much to rave about in terms of the sound mixing. Mm-hmm. Maybe the old... What's 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 the word? Um, like, because it, it showcases, like, TV shows from the 50s and 60s. Mm. So, like, that kind of usage. I think sound mixing is an award that's really hard to place. Yeah, it's really hard to understand what it's actually trying, 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 trying to actually do. Yeah, we'll probably get a better idea on the night. And, yeah. Uh, speaking of, me and Chris will be doing a commentary on the Oscars, a live commentary. Mm-hmm. So we will relay the information as it happens. So it's going to be a four-hour podcast, is it? We hope not. But... Why, don't, why don't you just uh, use this, use, that, use Anchor to record every award? Yeah, in we well, we'll probably do that. But if there's funny bits in the middle, like that's when that's when Jimmy Kimmel pops out and oh. Uh, oh. does shit, does cartwheels and shit. Well, actually, they don't have a host this year. No, because Kevin Hart was uh, <laughs> booed off. Yes, he was. Unlucky. So they couldn't get Ellen DeGeneres either. Should have gotten Ricky Ricky, uh, Ricky Gervais, man. Also, congratulations. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres for the Carol Burnett Award. Apparently she's a cow in real life. Why? We don't know her. (laughs) Right, oh, here we go. Sound editing. Again, sound mixing, sound editing, it's not concrete as to what Yeah, what's the difference? Yeah. (laughs) So, Ford vs. Ferrari, Joker, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, they're they're all in the same one, so who gives a shit? But here's the interesting one. Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Two questions, right? Why are the the sequel trilogy not known as episode 7, 8, and 9? Yeah. And second of all, when we done the last podcast about best and worst of the year, (laughs) Star Wars was undoubtedly your worst of the the year. But why wasn't it a number one on your list? I, 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 I already said this. But I still don't understand. So that's like you saying, okay, would you give movie 43 a 1 out of 10? Yes. Right. Because I can't go any lower than that. Okay, okay. Well, Star Wars. Uh, I'm probably speak when I did that, I was probably speaking as a fan. Right. I would give it a 0 out of 10 as a fan. And as a... As a, as a critic, as a guy who reviews films critically, I'd probably give it a 1. Right. So that's clear the air. So technically, it is your worst film of the year. It is the and worst. And if you were doing the presentation again, Star Wars, Episode Nine, and The Rise of Skywalker would be number one worst movie of the year. Yeah. Got ya. That's going to be in BBC newspapers. To BBC newspapers? It's going to be in newspapers and the BBC News because it's so widely... This is going to be on All About On The Night. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Uh, right, original score. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Joker, whose composer I am not even going to try. Try. Hilde Gudnadottir. 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 Swedish? No, oh, Finnish. Finnish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard the name before. I can't place where I've heard her scores before. See, it's Finnish. I think, I think it's Finnish because, um, and that's obviously a lady, because their surnames, all female surnames, in Finland. Is it Finland? Somewhere in Scandinavia. They end with... Do... Do... Daughter? Daughter. Okay. And... It sounds like daughter. Exactly. Yes. And males is... 
son. Ah. And there's a... Mads Mikkelsen. Hey. And there was a footballer who played for Chelsea years ago called Ida Goodjonsson. Ah. Mm, so, yeah, there you go. If you want Finnish knowledge, Dan has it. Little Women, Alexandra Desplat. Desplat? I think it's Desplat because he's French. I'm pretty sure he's French. He was the composer... Desplat. Desplat. Let's go with Desplat. <laughs> he's the composer for The Shape of Water. Oh, right. I don't remember that score at all. You don't remember that movie at all? I remember the, the movie because oh, she okay. has sex with a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Best bestiality movie. Um, Quite possibly. Yeah, he's done this and one other one since Shape of Water. Um, I have to admit, I haven't seen a movie where he has done the score. I can't really hum any of the music from, from the Shape of Water. From any of these movies that you're on here. Joker's... Joker's the... the Joker, though, I like the... Where he's in the, the bathroom. Yeah. The the the, the strings. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you remember the bit in the trailer where you, you find him in these suits for the first time and that like, ominous music when he's walking through the hallway? Yes. Uh-huh. That's better music, I don't yeah. think Star Wars should be on this, though. Uh, yes. Like, we'll go through we'll go through because the next one Marriage Story right when I was watching Marriage Story I was thinking halfway through the music was uh, was playing and I was like this sounds something right out of Toy Story and then when the film ended and I looked at the credits uh, music by Randy Newman is he the bloke that done the score for, to- to- for the Toy Story movies you got the friend in me what's that it's Randy Newman is that what you got a friend in me. Is he the singer? You got to a... Yeah? Yeah, Randy Newman sang You Got a Friend in Me. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm. And now he's being nominated for Marriage Story. His brother, on the other hand, 1917 Thomas Newman. Really? <laughs> no, I don't think that's, that's pretty cool. If it is, then that would be the weirdest coincidence ever. Um, but then you've got the... Typical Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, John Williams. But what, what, what was the original score in that movie? Uh, Kylo Ren's updated theme? So, I like Kylo Ren's theme. Can you sing it? Bam, 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 bam. Shit. That last note was a bit off, but that's Kylo Ren's theme. That's not ringing any bells. Yeah. Um, and Ray's theme, but I'm not even going to attempt Ray's because... Yeah, it's... Sorry, Ray Skywalker's theme. Right, let's get off this. So, original scores. I'm surprised that... Not Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The Irishman, I'm surprised that wasn't on. I mean, a lot of it is old songs from the 40s and 50s. But... Still, there is a fair chunk of original score there. It had a composer and everything. Um, okay, animated shorts. We're just going to run through these because yeah, we haven't seen these. these. Uh, Sarah. Well, first off, we've got Sarah for... D Sarah. Well, it's Sarah. There's D silent. Take, which, it, take it off then. Which is... The <laughs> Would you say that about Django? Would you? Well, yeah, there's no D at the beginning of that. The D is silent. Jungle Fett or Jungle Unchained? Unchained. Ah, <laughs> and in my house, the D is always silent. <laughs> uh, Hell of. Um, we should say Daria 
Kash Chiva was the director for Sarah, which means daughter in whatever language it is. And then I we, think the people listening to this will have even less interest in the animated show than probably, we do. Probably, probably. Um, Hair Love, Matthew Cherry and Karen Rupert Tolliver. Tolliver? Tolliver. From Yorkshire. <laughs> we, we are Yorkshire and we are musical. Tolliver. Yeah, worst musical. Um, Kitbull, uh, Roseanne Sullivan and Catherine Hendrickson. I genuinely thought when they said that, they said Pitbull. And I thought it was an animated documentary about the singing. <laughs> or the dog, who knows. Memorable by Bruno Collette and Jean-Francois Lecourt. Um, I can tell you one thing. It ain't going to be memorable. The, yeah, the slide isn't even that. That, that was a shit joke. Um, and finally, Sister by Siki Song. Siki Song. Yeah. I can't think of anyone that would win that because we like I've said we've never no. seen it never seen it and never will never will uh, live action short we're just going to run through these Brotherhood uh, Miriam Joubert and Marcia Maria Garcia Turgeon Nefta Football Club by Yves Piat and Damien Megerby Megerby yeah Megherby. Uh, The Neighbours Window by Marshall Curry by the way, Marshall Curry is the best curry. Oh, that is. You should try some. S- uh, Saria uh, by Brian Buckley and Matt Lefebvre. No, I'm going to try that again. And A Sister by Delphine Girard. Girard. Yeah, get, uh, Del- uh, Delphine Girard. Mm-hmm. Good luck to any of those. We don't know what's cracking. Here we go. Finally, an a interesting decent, one. A decent slide. Finally. So... Supporting actor in a role. No, best actor in a supporting role. There we go. Um, trying to do it like we're on mm. the night. Uh, we have Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood. I have seen this. The Mr. Rogers biopic. Ah, Mr. Rogers. He was only support. Excuse he, me. He, he what, Dan? He was only the supporting actor in that film. Uh, apparently so. It's not released yet, or it has been and we forgot about it. So how has it not been released yet, and how has it been... Because, Dan, it will get released before the Oscars. So the Oscars is the 9th, and it will probably release on the 8th. Right. <laughs> Somewhere around there. Anthony Hopkins, The Two Popes. Uh, I'm saying it's pro- pro- probably warned. Yeah. Prob- I'm going to go with a no for that. Um, Does that film di- divulge into the seedy underbelly of being a pope? Let's hope it doesn't. Um, also, I think this is coming on to Netflix. Like the next one, Al Pacino for The Irishman. And Joe Pesci for The, the Irishman. Irishman. And finally, Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Harry. I thought he was pretty good in that. Bra- uh, like it, gives, I... it gives me hope that I'll look good in my 50s. <laughs> <laughs> when you're fixing shit on Because I was like, damn. Damn, son. Damn. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm feeling something new. It's <laughs> new, new experiences, Dan. Um, definitely Brad Pitt's best performance. But I think it's going to go to Joe Pesci. You think? Or was he got good in it? He was mind-blowing. Is he in it much? He's in it a fair... He's in it for at least an hour and a half. (laughs) Legitimately, he's in it for probably like half the movie. That's not half. That's like an hour 45. Yeah, an hour 45. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it's three and a half hours. Well, technically, it's only three hours 20. The last 10 minutes are credits. So, So, if you were... 
gonna place a bet. Who would you bet? I'm betting Joe Pesci, hands down. Joe Pesci. I would not say not having not seen the Irishman. Well, I've only seen one film there. I'd probably Brad Pitt. Although, yeah. I would like to see Brad Pitt, but it'll probably go to one of the Irishmen. Yeah. Um, okay, I think Tom Hanks, because based on a true person, isn't it? It's a, it is a biopic. They only give it to that, don't they? It is a biopic, but I've got something to say when it comes to one of the awards. Um, hey, this is even less interesting than... Uh, a documentary feature there. We've got American Factory by Stephen Bogner, Julia Wright, Shirt and Jeff Reichert. We have The Cave by Ferris Fayad, Kirstine Barford, and Sigrid Dijan. I think that's Dijan. Where are you looking at? Um, where the Dijan. A and the E collide. Dijan. Dijan. Let's go with Dijan. Edge of Democracy, Petra Costa, Joanna Natas. Natasegara. Natasegara. Shane Bowles and Tiago Pavan. Nice. For Summer, Wad Al Kateb and Edward Watts. And finally, Honeyland. Lubo Stefanov, Tamara Kutuz- Kutevska, yep. and Atanas Georgiev. Georgiev? Georgiev. Georgiev. Let's go with Georgiev. That was documentary feature. Good luck to. Pronouncing the, the names is the most interesting part of these slides. Uh, they are. <laughs> it, it, sorry, it is. <laughs> so, next documentary short. Oh, here we go. In the Absence, Yi Sung Jun and. Gary Byung Siok Kam. Learning to skateboard on, right? Learning to skateboard zone. in a war zone if you're a girl. Carol Dysinger and Elena Andrejcheva. Andrejcheva, yeah? Adricheva? Yeah, Adricheva. Uh, Life Overtakes Me, John Haptas and Kirsten Samuelson. Christine. Ah. Christine. What did I say? Catherine. Kirsten. Kirsten. Christine. Uh, Christine Samuelson. Samuelson. And St. Louis Superman. Smitri Mundra and Sami Khan. Sami Khan. We shouldn't do a podcast episode where we're just pronouncing names. Yeah. Let's think of the most obscure uh, international uh, directors out there. Let's go through the entire phone phone book. Yeah. (laughs) The same names. Uh, That was documentary. No. No, that. Yeah, that was. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Documentary short, St. Louis Superman. Ah, sorry, no, no, sorry, there was one more that I missed off. Oh. Walk, Run, Cha Cha by Laura Nix and Colette Sandstead. Right. Yeah, okay. Um, speaking of international, the recently renamed international feature film. It's not foreign anymore. Can't have that shit in 2020. PC. PC. Is the best, best console to play games on. Corpus Christi. Isn't that a place in uh, the US? I have no idea. I uh, thought it was the Statue of Jesus in Brazil. Corpus Christi. Cor- Corpus Christi. Before, Corpus I wa- before I watched An Idiot Abroad. <laughs> this is when I was like 15, 16, so... Ah, fair enough. Fair yeah. Enough, I... Not like recently, no. Do you know what's called, though? Um, I don't know what Corpus Christi is. No, no, do you know what the big Statue of Jesus is? Oh, Christ is? the Redeemer. That's correct. Yes. Well, yeah. well done, fist bump, eh? <laughs> So we have Honeyland was on the documentaries list. North Macedonia. And Les Miserables from France. I thought that was out. Uh, Yeah, Les Miserables has been made into a French movie. Can you say that more French-like? Les Miserables. Can you... The most French you can make it. Les Miserables. (laughs) 
That'll make the panties wet, that one. That was my sexy Lumiere attempt. Les Should I say all of these nominations as a Frenchman? As a sexy Frenchman, go on. Corpus Christi, Poland, Oniland, North Macedonia, Les Miserables, France, Ben and Glory, Spain, and Parasite, South Korea. Now, I've heard nothing but good things about uh, Parasite. Spain. <laughs> if, they're, if they're winning at football I don't know um, I will probably attempt to see Pain and Glory It's I've heard a lot of things about Pain and Glory what was that rock film um, with Mark Wahlberg uh, hold on oh uh, Pain and Glory is that what it's called I believe so yes it sounds like it's called that <laughs> I don't think it is. Um, pain and Gain. Pain and Gain. That's there the we one. go. Hey, I'm on yeah. it. I'm yeah, on it. Hey, fist bump. Excellent. Uh, but I honestly think this has only one winner. Parasite. Yes. Heard nothing but good things about that, like I say. Um, I've never heard of an international film get this much buzz from a film festival. Mm. And Blue is the warmest colour. Hey, but we all know what happened with that. Yeah. Um, so after international film, uh, we have production design. All right, we're getting somewhere. The Irishman. So production design is the sets. Yes. So what has the best sets? Uh, the Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, nineteen seventeen, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, or Parasite. Well, from what I've heard about Parasite, it's a flat. But did you know that it that if you went there before they filmed, it wouldn't have been there. So they built the flat. They built the house. The, count, the council do that all the time, but don't hey. get the word for design, do they? Yeah, so the uh, production designer, Lee Ha-jun and Cho Wong-woo, uh, basically collabed together and were basically looking for a property place to have the house and all the places that they went to. Either the lighting wasn't correct for the shots that were desired or that it was in an it was in an enclosed place. So it was really down to the lighting. The lighting plays a key role in Parasite. Still a flat though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's one <laughs> level house. Actually, I lied, there's there's two levels to it. It's a very nice house. It's um, actually a lovely house. I'm guessing the Irishman is set in a pub. <laughs> Many pubs. <laughs> Many pubs. Pubs, a brothel, uh, a funeral home, a god, casino. It's everywhere. Giorgio Robert, I'm guessing, is set... Somewhere in Germany. In Germany, aye. Uh, 1917... I don't know what conflict it covers. Well... Obviously, World War One. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> but, like, the specific, like, place that they're at in 1917. I, I don't know. I don't know what part of the, of the war. Uh, once more time in Hollywood. Um, I've got to say this about... It might, might be that one, actually. Either that or 1917. I will say this about Once More Time in Hollywood. It, ve- it felt very similar to Pulp Fiction in terms of its production design. Well, it's probably because it's Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. So, I'm not sure whether the Academy's going to go for that. I'm thinking... Careful. Irishman or Parasite. That is, okay. Irishman or Parasite will go with production so, design. either between a pub and a flat. <laughs> That's just a... <laughs> that's just someone's weekend no that's a student looking for places <laughs> so that was production design we are now on to film editing now this is down to again 
film editing, sound editing, sound mixing, film mixing. What is it? There's no film mixing, is there? Film mixing is this film editing. Fil- yeah, yeah. So the editing is like, like shot compositions and how the movie flows in terms of its shots. I would say, Ford versus Ferrari. I will say it did well. Uh, with its shots, especially trying to showcase a race. With mm-hmm. cars. Right. Um, the Irishman, I will admit, is the one lacking feature for the movie. The editing. Yeah. It's not perfect, but it's not terrible. It's just good. It's consistently good. But that doesn't mean that it's one of the best, if you know what I mean. Mm. Uh, Jojo Rabbit, uh, don't know how it's edited at all. Um the only thing I've heard is, well, heard, I've read in a couple of reviews, mm-hmm. there are certain scenes where he seems to be paying homage to, or homage, is it homage or homage? Either either. Either either. Um, where he pay, play, 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 pays, 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 um, homage to Wes Anderson. Oh, right. And his uh, movies. So there could be that. Joker... Now, I didn't notice anything about the editing. Yeah, nothing special. So I think... But again... Must have done a good job then. Yeah. Again, but back with The the Irishman. Didn't stand out, but not terrible. Yeah. Um, and Parasite. Shots in Parasite are pretty well fucking delivered. I'd like to see Joker win that one. I'm not talking about you. Uh, I'm going to go Parasite. Parasite for you. Or, if Ford vs Ferrari wins, I will not be disheartened by mm-hmm. it. I would be happy for Ford versus Ferrari. I'm actually surprised how much Ford versus Ferrari is coming up in these, but I'm happy about that. Mm-hmm. It's a very, it's a good movie. Here we go, cinematography. Oh, <laughs> so we have The Irishman by Rodrigo Prieto. We have Joker by Lawrence Sher. Mm-hmm. We have The Lighthouse by Jaron Blaschek. 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 There we go. 1917 by Roger Deakins, who you will know won. I don't know that name. He won for Blade Runner 2049. I don't know that name, though. (laughs) I thought I knew from from, from somewhere else, but I didn't. If you, 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 you know if you've seen a Roger Deakins movie. What what he's done before? Uh, Blade Runner. Uh Do certain shots in Blade Runner stand up to you? The first one? Yes. No. Okay, well, the second one will do better. What, what, what else has he done? Um, Blade Runner 2049. He's done three films. He's, he's done more. He's done, he's done more. If we do a quick check. Um, so how can I know if I've seen the Roger Deakins film if you don't know what he's done? Well, I, I, I only know what he's done because I've only seen him in a couple. Who knows? He could be in... There we go. Yeah, so Blade Runner 2049 is, is his most notable... Uh, ah, he did the cinematography for Skyfall. Skyfall. Didn't know it was him. Jesus. Mind you, when I do think of James Bond, honestly, Skyfall is the first that comes to mind. It was the best one in Daniel Craig's, I've got to say. Well, it's the only one you've seen, isn't it? <laughs> I've seen every Bond movie from Die Another Day onwards. I've just got gaps in the first bit. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, no Country for Old Men. Haven't seen that. Nope. Uh, Fargo. I'm surprised. Um, yeah, he's done a bunch of others. Uh, In Time, Rango, True Grit, Prisoners. Actually... Good film, that. Yeah. 
I can see that. And uh, that was on your list of best films you've seen this year that weren't released this year. Yes, <laughs> the the controversial <laughs> list. Uh, yeah, uh, the No Country for Old Men, The Village. Oh, a pile of shite. Really? Looked, looked, looked good, but it was a sh- shitty film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, he's done a few notable ones. Right. Uh, Big Lebowski. Jesus. Wow. Hold on, Shawshank? He did... He was the DP for Shawshank? <laughs> wow. I will say this about... Right. Uh, Shawshank. It's not one of the best movies of all time. Okay, uh, that's enough. Uh, <laughs> but it is a very, very, very good movie. Um, well, in that case, I might... For cinematography, we're going back to cinematography here. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was Robert Richardson, by the way. That doesn't ring a bell. Um, I think solely for the name, 1917, I think Roger Deakins is probably going to get this. Possibly, like, I... Um, Although... Until you see The Lighthouse. Yeah, until I see The Lighthouse. Have you seen it before the Oscars? Yes, it's out the 31st of January. So I will have plenty of time to see it at least nine times. (laughs) Um, I sent this to Chris. Um, I said to him, I can see potentially the lighthouse being the handmaiden for this decade for me. Oh, yeah. I can potentially see it being that. Who knows? Lesbian sex scene. Let's go. Um, visual effects. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Avengers Endgame. The Irishman. Lion King. 1917. And the rise of mediocrity, which is Skywalker. Uh, well, it's got to be Avengers, isn't it? Yeah, I've looked at this list three times at least. What special effects are in The Irishman? Um, the, um... Michael and Younger? Yeah. Well, that shouldn't be known anyone. There's, lo- there's about 20 other films you could have instead of that. Okay, okay. I will say this compared to another film. The Irishman, the de-aging, in my opinion, looked flawless. Like, I was looking at a young Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. I was looking at a young Joe Pesci. I was looking younger, at the one younger. Younger, yeah. I was looking at an Al Pacino just after Scarface. That's what I was looking at. It looked seamless. Although, like, there was no point where I was like, eh, his face looks a bit floaty, or oh, his body doesn't match his face, mm. or whatever. Um, the Lion King, on the other hand, looks good. As a nature documentary, yes. Mm. Um, but Simba's sad. I look at his face. How do I know that he's sad? Does his mouth just go down? Or does his mouth go up when he's happy? Are you asking me? Because I don't know. I don't, it's a rhetorical question. <laughs> um, so in short, Lion King is 100% visual effects. But the visual effects were about as convincing as a bent spoon. A bent spoon is a pretty convincing spoon. <laughs> Well, try you bring me a spoon and I can bend it and you'll be convinced that I did bend it that's what we'll do after this that was a terrible analogy I have we'll to say we've got our title up as convincing as a bent spoon the Oscars as convincing as a bent spoon yeah we've got it right there uh, 1917 couldn't tell you what visual effects they used well they didn't really do a war well, well yes <laughs> in Star Wars they didn't really go to space they didn't fuck everything up in that film in, in real life actually they did didn't they Yes, they did. That's not a dwell on Star Wars. Yeah, so that was visual effects. I'm, I'm in a good mood. Yeah, my money's on Endgame for that. Yeah, it is. Visual effects, hands down. Ah, makeup and hair. The category which gave Suicide Squad their first Oscar. 
DC their first Oscar. Sorry, DC their first Oscar with Suicide Squad. <laughs> Suicide Squad is an Oscar winning movie. When really Aquaman should have been nominated and won it. Have you watched that yet? No. Fucking hell, man. But Jason Momoa's hair alone. It's been over a year. It has. Since you've learned yet. Uh, better this, you know. <laughs> I will get to the year milestone when you've learned yet. I've, I've still got uh, Midsummer belonging to you. And Chris has still got Blunt Truth belonging to me. We've all got shit that belongs to Has he got something belong to you? Um, no. Have you got something belong to him? No. So I'm just the one caught in the middle here. Yeah. Don't worry, I'll give him Midsummer and... Uh, no, that's a terrible idea. I need, I need to give it back to you. <laughs> before you give it to him. Or I tell, I'll give it to him. I'll tell you what, he'll give me um, Far From Home, because I'd like to watch that again, and I'll give him The Handmaiden. Uh, makeup and hairstyle. We have Bombshell. Uh, we have Joker. Mm-hmm. We have Judy, the mm-hmm. Garland documentary. Documentary <laughs> biopic. <laughs> I wish it was a documentary. Maleficent Mistress of Evil. And 1917. Why? <laughs> I mean... Out of all the... F- Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, makeup and hairstyle, I could see Once Upon a Time being nominated for this. Why was it snubbed? I don't get why makeup and hairstyling should be a thing. I mean, think of watch watch the favorite, but imagine Olivia Coleman. Well, has stuff a, that's exaggerated, yeah, a, yeah. Um, if they made a live action the Simpsons movie and I had to do Marge's hair to be six foot t- tall, then yeah, not made that for makeup. But if someone just got a got a comb over, the yeah. only the only one that I can think of that deserved it would be Darkest Hour and movies of that kin of where an actor physically has to change his makeup, has to change his hairstyle, has to go to a different costume to portray a character. What about losing weight? Uh, The Machinist, yes. Or Joker. That's true. And I believe in terms of Jared... Not Jared. Joaquin Phoenix. No, no. It's Joaquin. Oh, Joaquin. (laughs) Um, Joaquin Phoenix, um, his routine, he didn't publicise it as heavily as Christian Bale and and Anne Hathaway did. So Christian Bale mentioned for The Machinist he was on an apple and one can of tuna a day. And a pack of cigarettes pack of cigarettes um, and Anne Hathaway was like I think it was just like a almost like a fish diet I could be wrong but it was on par what did Joaquin have? Um, red wine mm-hmm. on the evenings um, you know what I'm not I, I honestly I have seen the clip of where he discusses it but it's just that one clip Whereas Christian Bale said it in like four or five interviews. Anne Hathaway basically said, right, I don't want people to like follow my routine. And then they were like, what's your routine? Oh, it was blah, 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 blah. Like that was in a number of interviews. Like, yeah. So I can understand why the Joker one is nominated. Judy. Renee Zellweger does not look like Judy Garland. <laughs> Renee Zellweger doesn't look like Renee Zellweger. <laughs> So, really? maybe, so maybe she should win best the best actor. 
Maybe. Oscar. <laughs> the best Doctor Oscar. Um, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, they're just putting on superhero capes. Never seen it? Haven't seen the first one? Four I've seen the first one, couldn't be asked with the second one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, in 1917, make people look like they're in a war. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, um, from doing a, um, I think I might have told you this, we went to the Fringe uh, mm. that one time, well, yeah. twice actually, um, and we did a war play of sorts. Um, hiring the costumes for that was not ridiculous, but it was costly. Mm. I can't remember the exact figures, but it was costly for at least four or five outfits. Not outfits, uniforms. So, like, the whole makeup and hairstyle and obviously costume design that's nominated for, I can totally see that for 1917 being very costly. So, I think Joker should win it. Um, he's, he's wearing makeup. He is. His hair is green. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, it's there. They've done, they've, they've done some of it. It's totally there. So, animated features. We don't need to dwell on this because we know who's going to win. Yeah. Um, but I will say this. Uh, we'll go through them first. How to Train Your Dragon The Hidden World or How to Train Your Dragon 3. So, I've seen the first one. I like haven't seen any of them since. I am in the same boat. I have not seen two or three. Um, I Lost My Body. Never heard of it. Oh. Never, heard, never heard of Klaus. Uh, missing Link, what's that about? Um, is that a Pixar one? I'll go through the last three. So Klaus is a Netflix movie that was put on just before Christmas. Mm. Uh, I think it's like a stop motion, like 2D animation kind of thing. Uh, missing Link is Leica Studios who did Coraline, Kubo and the Two oh, Strings. Right. Yeah, no one saw Missing Link. Mm. It was totally like shells. Like no one saw it. And the last one, Toy Story 4. I think they'll just do away with animated features because a, a, a film is a film, whether it's animated or live action. Yeah. Um, I will say this, though. Frozen 2 got snubbed. Yeah, I need Frozen 2. Another billion-dollar movie got snubbed. Um, Star Wars. Why <laughs> um, Skywalker? Still hasn't made one billion yet. That's tragic. It's, it's, it, uh, it, it's uh, the proof's in the pudding. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Um, so we're on to the last seven here. Here we go. Original song. Ah, right. Now, can you sing any of these? I can let you do yourself away. Is that what From it is? That, well, that's Randy Newman singing it. <laughs> but that is Randy Newman, I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away, from Toy Story 4. Dumb title, I've got to say, out of all of them. You've got You've Got a Friend in Me, When Somebody Loved Me, from 2. Mm-hmm. We Belong Together, from the third one. And I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away from the fourth one. That's the Toy Story films, by the way. Mm. The best one is You've Got a Friend in Me. Yeah. With When Somebody Loved Me as a close second. Which is why I love two more than any of the others. Mm. I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocket Man. That played at the end of the movie. Um, and that was when we were walking out. So I haven't had a proper right. chance to listen to it fully. So, no idea. I'm Standing With You from Breakthrough... Never heard of that either. Never heard of it. Into the Unknown from Frozen 2. You know what? It's better than Let It Go. <laughs> I'm putting my two cents down there. It's better than Into the... It's better than Let It Go. <laughs> I, nearly, I nearly tripped up there. Uh, and Stand Up from Harriet. Never heard of that either. 
Although it's sang by Cynthia Erivo, who was also in Bad Times at the El Royal, Ooh. who she plays a like a bar jazz singer, and she sings "You Can't Hurry Love" in one scene, and it's amazing. It's just really good in that, and I believe that stand up will be a good song to listen to for her alone. And she did the lyrics as well, so that is. Who do you think's gonna win though? Um, original song into the unknown, right. I think, because of the Frozen Two hype and shit. Right, adapted screenplay. So this is a screenplay based off whatever existing material. Existing material. So, um, we are going to mention the movies. And we are also going to mention the uh, the original the original source of course of right. course. So if we get this up, so the first one up is the Irishman. What's that based on? Jay it's Blood? based on the novel I Heard You Paint Houses. Never heard of it by Charles Brandt. Um, but also that is a cool way of say, saying oh, I heard you murder people. Think about oh, it. Right, I, I heard you paint houses. You shoot someone in the house and blood splatter on the wall. I get it, I. I heard you paint houses. It's cool. It's cool. Um, if you bear with me one second, it's easier to get to the page. And then if we head down to... Did you, did you do this little presentation here? No, 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 no. This is a screenshot from the... Uh, when they revealed the... Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Sorry, I'm just trying to get to the screenplay section. Adopted so, screenplay. Yes, so here we go. Uh, Jojo Rabbit, Taika Waititi. Uh, based on the novel... Cage by Sapphire. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> um, Jojo Rabbit, Taika Waititi. Based on the novel Caging Skies by Christine... Lewins. Lewins. Oh. Lewins. Yeah, Christine Lulands. She's from New Zealand. Christine Lulands. Yes. Uh, Joker, Todd Phillips and Scott Silver based on the characters created by Bill Finger uh, it, I'm pretty cool, sure. Yeah. Bill Finger, Bob Kane and Jerry Robinson. That's right. So, interesting that when they were asked what they're basing it off it wasn't based off a specific No, if the characters that's what they're basing it off. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Um, Little Women by from Greta Gerwig, um, based on the novel Little Women by Louisa May Alcott. Now I would like to see Joker win, but I have a feeling it's probably going to go to the Irishman. Are we totally skipping the two popes as the last one there? I forgot about that. <laughs> I, I thought you were finished. Uh, yeah, I'll just mention the last one. Uh, the two popes, Anthony McCartan, based on his play The Pope. So that's interesting because. Um, Another film where the uh, where it was nominated for adapted screenplay, Doubt, mm-hmm. was based off the Pulitzer Prize winning and Tony Award winning stage play, Doubt, uh, which was written by John Patrick Shanley, who also wrote the movie. All right. He did the screenplay for the movie. I'm positive he did. Uh, I will just double check that. Um... If we go to awards, adapted screenplay. Yep, he was nominated but didn't win. Um, so I find that interesting about the two popes, and that is the only reason I want to see it more. The two popes. I have no interest in the two popes. 
But yeah, so for that, um, I'm going Irishman. That yeah, personally. So adapted screenplay, original screenplay. Here we go. Knives Out. Great film. Yes. Have you seen it? Dan, it was both uh, on our number fives. That's correct. <laughs> so you have seen it? Yes, of course I have. <laughs> the screenplay by Ryan Johnson. Uh, Marriage Story, uh, screenplay by Noah Baumbach. And it's about Baum. Back. Baumbach. Baum. 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 Baumbach. Baum. Marriage Story by Noah Baumbach. Uh, 1917 uh, screenplay by Sam Mendes and Christy Wilson Cairns. That's correct. Nice. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood screenplay by Quentin Tarantino. And finally, are you ready for Parasite? this? Parasite screenplay by Bong Joon-ho and Jin Won and story by Bong Joon-ho. <laughs> I, I would like to think go to Ryan Johnson. I I would be fine with Knives Out, Marriage Story and Parasite. I can see it going to Tarantino or Sam Mendes though. You reckon? See, out of all the Tarantino movies, in terms of screenplay, I think the best one was either Glorious Bastards, mm-hmm. if it was nominated or not, um, or Pulp Fiction. Wait, Pulp Fiction? No, that's, I think he won, the, he won the Oscar for that one. Well, there you go. Proof's in the pudding. That should be the title. Is that the one you've seen? Because you've said it twice now. The proof's in the fucking pudding. Uh, right, the top four. We're finally here, Dan. Finally getting to the good ones. An hour later, and we're here. Lead actor in a... In a film. Performance by, from an actor in a leading role. There we go. <laughs> we have Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> uh, Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Adam Driver for Marriage Story. Game <laughs> Phoenix for Joker. And Jonathan Price for The Other Pope. Jonathan Price was a, was a villain in a Bond film. Did you know that? I did not. I only know him as Kira Knightley's father in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you not know him from G.I. Joe? Mm-hmm. Is that the one with Christopher Eccleston? Yes. That's probably why, because I forgot it. He plays the president. Oh. Aye. And he, and he was the villain in Tomorrow, ne- Tomorrow Never Dies. Tomorrow Never Dies. Okay, cool. Um, yeah... Um, it's got to be Joaquin Phoenix, isn't it? It's, it was obvious before the film came out that he was going to get nominated. My pick, however, is for Adam Driver. Right. Um, that one scene in Marriage Story, I said that was the best performance of the year. Mm. Where he um, walks out of the interview. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> they refused to show my clip. <laughs> Oh no, I refuse for them to show my clip. That's it. Um Leo, it's not a yeah, it's not a role that I would say he should be nominated for. Like he should have probably won for like the Depart or something. No, I think Bradford was better in, in the than yeah. he was. He was more memorable yeah. than Leo. Um Yep, so Joaquin or Adam I'd be happy with, but was it last year Leonardo DiCaprio won? Or the year before for the 
it was 2016 win. Leo won. Yeah, he's not going to win it again, was he? Nah. Such a short period of time. Although, I will say this. Willem Dafoe has been nominated many times. Mm-hmm. He has many nominations under his belt. He was in The Lighthouse, which is also Oscar nominated. I want Willem to win an Oscar before he dies. Because Willem Dafoe is a fucking great actor. Well, what can you think? Sir Stars won won one yet. That's true. This could be his first. And I believe if Joaquin Phoenix wins this, it'll be like Leonardo DiCaprio winning for The Revenant. I want to place a bet on on him going to win this. Don't know what the odds are. Yeah. If there's not good odds, I might not. Well, he won the award for the Golden Globes. Won the Golden Globes, aye. And if he wins it at the BAFTA, it's a good indication... But the Oscars, isn't it? Yeah. That's true. So, Joaquin Phoenix for me and Adam Driver for me. But I wouldn't be sad if Joaquin won, although it's not a role that I think he would have deserved to win for. Hey, So you don't think he's that he's, good? He's been in better stuff. Like like, like, like what? Like you were Science? never... Uh, I haven't seen that yet. No, neither. Um, you were never really here. Oh, that's just kind of... Kind of Hey, 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 hey. No, it wasn't that funny. Move on. Uh, lead actress. Lead Here we go. Actress. So this is straightforward for me when I read them all out. Cynthia Erivo from for Harriet. Yep. Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. Saoirse Ronan. Say how it's pronounced. Saoirse. As it's written, rather. Saoirse. It makes a mockery of the English language, I think. It really does, but it is Saoirse. And Ronan for Little Women. Uh, Charlize Theron Theron? Charlize Theron for Charlie Shell. Charlie Theron Charlie Theron <laughs> <laughs> Jesus and not Renee Zellweger for Judy <laughs> you know folks say that Paul McCartney died and was replaced by a body double it's more convincing that she was <laughs> oh I like that I like that a lot Dan thank you thank you much my pick for this is Scarlett Johansson my pick for this is Char- Charlie's The Ron. Charlie The Ron. Charlie The Ron. Yeah. Only because she's great in Mad Max. Like yeah? Yeah. She's fantastic in Mad Max. She's fantastic in Monster, which she won the Oscar for. It's true. Thank you for the... Heads up. <laughs> I think it's going to be between Scarlett Johansson because of pure performance, but also Renee Zellweger because biopic and... Freddie Mercury. I think it's going to be between all five. Going back to lead actor, another biopic came out this year starring a a certain musician. Is that going to be in your snubs? Are we mentioning that at the end? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yes. Potentially. It's potentially in the snubs. Last two. Here we go. Directing. We have five here. We have The Irishman, Martin Scorsese. Mm Mm-hmm. Joker, Todd Phillips. 1917, Sam Mendes. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino. And Parasite, Bong Joon-ho. Did, he, did Bong Joon-ho win at the Golden Globes? I'm, no, Tarantino won ah. for Once Upon a Time. So, I would like, I'd like to see Todd Phillips win. I don't think he will, though. No. I think it might be Sam Mendes. Yeah, I don't know why, but when it comes to war movies... They're, they're, very, they're normally big, aren't they? Yeah, Dunkirk won all of the sound Oscars. Uh-huh. And it was like Baby Driver was better in terms of its sound editing. Mm. Much better. 
Um, my pick is Parasite, hands down. I can see either Sam Mendes or Tantino winning it. I honestly, I'm not. I wouldn't be mad about any of these winning. It's a pretty good selection mm-hmm. for me. Uh, we're on the last one, Dan. And we're back. Are we back? Seamless. So we didn't know about the cutoff. <laughs> yeah, so we were rambling on. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently on Anchor, which, of which we are recording this podcast, you can only each segment can only be a maximum of, of one hour long. Which is fine, because which you fine, can yeah. amalgamate a bunch of clips together, so it makes sense. And luckily the last clip ended right where we were saying, right, best picture. Way. And that's where we are right now. The nominees, Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Woman, Marriage Story, 1917, <coughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. <coughs> Silently dying. I can, t- I can see it in your eyes. Yep. As soon as you said Parasite, I just start bawling. Do you need a moment to compose yourself? <laughs> I'm fine. As we're down the wrong hole, as everything does. Uh, Ford vs. Ferrari, first off. You really are liking <laughs> the look that I'm giving you now. Ford vs. Ferrari, I've seen it and I would give it a 2 out of 10. Have you? No. <laughs> I was going to say. If you saw just Ford... lightning the mood. If you saw Ford versus Ferrari in the cinema, you would have a real appreciation for it. Because that's what I have. I appreciate that this movie happened and it's, it's a good movie. Good for you. That's well put. Hey. I'm pleased you feel that way. The Irishman, on the other hand, no. <laughs> the Irishman <laughs> is a great movie and it's made me want to go and seek out Martin Scorsese's other gangster epics. By the time that film finished, did you forget how it started? No. <laughs> It starts, interestingly, the same place it ends. So it closes its loop. Yes. I like it. Looper! <laughs> so, Jojo Rabbit. Uh-huh. Uh, we mentioned this in the previous cut before all <laughs> that happened, but out of all of them, it's the one that I can't really understand why it was nominated, other than... Maybe I'll feel the same if I see it tomorrow. What will it Yeah. Have you seen it? No. So how do you not understand why it's been nominated for? It just gives off the impression that it's a comedy. I hope it is. Like it's a comedy. Yeah. But how many comedies do you see getting nominated for a Best Picture? It's unusual. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll let you talk about the next one. Joker. Your film of the decade. No. Film, film of the year. Mm. Film of the year. Last year, not this year. Was it on your decade for last year? No. Mm. The decade for the decade or decade for last year? The decade for last year. Last year was... It was no one for last year. So you had Mad Max as your best film of the decade? Yes. Would you put Joker on that list? I didn't. Would have been your top ten? Because you only did five, didn't you? I did twenty. So it would be on your top thirty. <laughs> top thirty, yes. <laughs> Do you remember what day it is? I know. So, I can. I like that Joker is on here for the simple reason of it being the second best picture film nominated that is a superhero movie. So it's on here because it was nominated for best picture. 
I like how it's nominated for Best Picture being a superhero movie. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Had to compose myself a lot in this podcast. Uh, Little Women. It's a historical... It's a historical piece, so... Not a documentary about dwarfs. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <Marriage> story. <laughs> a depressing tale about a marriage. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> all, yeah. all there. True mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. But it has a it has a good ending. The end. The ending's fucking great. How's it end? Shush! You're gonna watch it. You're gonna like it. I'm never gonna watch it. Well, I'm not gonna spoil it right here. I'll do a separate. I'll do a separate review for it. And people can go and see that. Right, nineteen seventeen. Um, I might see it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I will because it's directed by Sam Mendes, who did Skyfall. It's got and one. Spectre. Yeah, you you haven't even seen it. Yeah, I have. Christoph Waltz gets his face fucking scarred from a blast. You're talking about Inglorious Bastards. Lame. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, and then they just leave him on the bridge, and then James Bond's like, "Nah, fuck you! I'm gonna go back to my wife and just drive off in the distance." She's his wife. Yeah, well, it's just something. We'll find out in the next one. Uh, yeah, the masks. Uh, the masks are the best aspect about No Time to Die. What masks? There's only one. One mask. In the trailer. There's one mask. Well, well, there's going to be more masks. Come on. There's not going to be one person with a mask. It's going What's to be... with your fascination with masks all of a sudden? Cults, Dan. Uh, once upon a time. <laughs> once upon a time in Hollywood. Um, yeah, uh, it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. That's fine. He's only... He's, this is his ninth, so... Ninth film. Mm-hmm. And his tenth isn't going to be Star Trek. I was just going to say, is he not doing that no more? Nah. He's oh. going to focus on his tenth so uh, Parasite could you say this winner yes why okay why bother doing best as it was known foreign language movie mm-hmm. if that said film in that cat- category is in the best picture just mer- merge everything in, into one but it also means that you're giving other films of the international variant a chance because it could at the last minute go to who knows pain and glory but you get British films on there as well they're international films that is true but when was the last time we saw a British movie being nominated for international the favourite that that was foreign because of the director uh. and at the time it was foreign I'm allowed to say that um, yeah Yorgos Lanthimos is uh, from Swedes. I think said Swedish land. Swedish <laughs> land. <laughs> no, it's not Finland. It's Iceland. It is. It, it is Iceland. Iceland. I'm wrong on all fronts. You know when I when we talk about. Oh yeah, it is Iceland. Yeah, because um. Not Finland, as I thought. Yeah, because Mads Mik- me now. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen is Icelandic, so he's Danish. Well, he's from Iceland. He's Danish. <laughs> I don't know anything about one of my favorite actors. I think you've been wrong about most things in this podcast. And this is where we're going to end it because I am so wrong with all of this. Now we're not going to end it. Who's going to win? Um, my pick is okay. Out of these nine, pick three. Three. I've got my three. As what I would hope to win. Yeah, I've got Parasite, Marriage Story, and Irishman. That's my three. Uh, Joke I would like to win. Yep. That's what I think is going to win. Once Upon a Time, 1917, or The Irishman. Hmm. 
Good selection. Not really. I don't want them to win. <laughs> Do you listen to what I'm saying, boy? Maybe. Um, so we're going to take a very short break. It'll be two seconds for you. It'll be two minutes for us. Um, we're going to focus on... Nah. We'll make you wait two seconds. And we're back for part three. In this one, we are going to discuss who we think should have been included in the list of nominations for this year's Oscars. So I've only you've got one for everything here in here. Every I say everything. Award. When we were going through documentary and animated short, I was like, I've got nothing here. <laughs> Good. I'll but I'll do mine first because mine's short. Yeah. You'll disagree with maybe. Okay. hundred percent of them. Let's let's go. For so it. three snubs for best film. Okay, go through them and then I'll give my two cents on them. Avengers Endgame. Four. These are my nominees for best film. And that's said Avengers Endgame. And you're going, four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot, go ahead. Right, so four best film. <laughs> yes. You got it now? Yeah, it's in great. Avengers Endgame. Yep. Ad Astra. Mm-hmm. And John Wick 3. <laughs> I, know, I know what you're thinking. John Wick 3, it's only an action film, but a fucking good action film. So I've got one snub for best actress. I was going to say all bar John Wick three. I would accept. Oh okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, best actress snub. One only got one. Lupita Nyong'o for us. Oh. I thought she was very good. Oh yes. Oh, that's a good one. Thank you. Put all it all on me on. Yep, that's I like that. That's a good one, Dad. She, she was really good. She was fantastic. And uh, best actor, which is linked to best film here, uh, Robert Downey Jr. for Ever- Avengers Endgame, and okay. Brad Pitt for Ad Astra. Okay. Those are they're my snubs for the year. Nice. Okay. Okay. Um, dovetailing from Lupita Nyong'o, mm-hmm. I think best original screenplay, Us. Ah, John Pale, I was thinking of that. Although. Not as good as Get Out, though. I think they're on similar planes for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because he was working so closely with the Twilight Zone, I feel as though that's where he may have got inspiration for his idea from. Mm-hmm. Although, if so, then it would have been an adapted screenplay of in an episode of The Twilight Zone. Oh, that could have been that, eh? Could have been that. For um, your snubs. My snubs, um, that was one of them. Um, for leading actor, even though it doesn't sit as well now, and it was only mentioned for my honourable mentions, Taron Egerton was fucking great yeah, yeah. as Elton John. Like every time I watch that, he is Elton John, which is the tall opposite for what I can say about uh, Rami Malek. R- Rami Malek as um, Freddie Mercury, yeah. Honestly, think Sasha Baron Cohen. I say this till the day I die. He uh, would have been a good one. He would have been fantastic. Uh, right age as well. Mm-hmm. The only thing that they would have had an issue with is trying to make him look a bit younger in his early years before Live Aid. Aye. He would have been fucking prime in Live Aid. Right, so those are a couple snubs. I'm just going to go through 
each of the ones that I've got down here. Um, animated feature. I can see um, Frozen 2 being snubbed. You, can, you were surprised at that? Yeah, I was surprised that it wasn't mentioned. I lost my body. Like, what, what is that? <laughs> I've heard of How to Train Your Dragon 3, Klaus, Missing Link, and Toy Story 4, but I lost my body. Mm, never heard of it. What is the sequel? I lost my head? <laughs> Hope so, because that would be great. It would just be a black film. <laughs> No, actually, sorry, it would just be a heaven aside for an hour and a half, and then on the hour and a half, one second mark, you see a body, like, appear, and it's like, oh, there it is, and that's mm. how the movie ends. I mean, I need to start writing all the film now. Um, best visual effects, mm-hmm. um, I would say, um, honestly, Shazam. Ah, Shazam. Very flashy, um, and it's... DC, one of DC's most funnest films. So I'm going to say Shazam got snubbed. Um, that would be the only thing I'd give Shazam, though. Like, it's consistently a great movie, which mm. is why it was on my list. But there's not... I can't say Zachary Levi could be nominated for Best Actor, mm. definitely not Best Picture. Score was just superhero score. Yeah. Like, the theme for Shazam isn't clear. Like, it's never prominent... Like you try and hum the Shazam. Theme. No, I have no idea. Yeah, it's 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 kind of lost. Um, production design. Um, I'm surprised that uh, Marriage Story didn't get nominated. Again, more so to Parasite. It's a bunch of flats. <laughs> it's just a bunch of flats. But yeah, so those are my snubs. Not no no more coming to mind. Here's a question. Okay, go for it. If you were to add a new category to the Oscars, Ooh. what would this category be? I've got my answer, okay. but I'll let you go first, because I'm right. Well, shit. Um, oh, God. Oh, you put me on the spot here, man. Um, well, too, I'll do mine first. Yeah, um, okay, give, give me a chance to... Best stunt. Or, yeah. s- or stunt team. Yeah, and Tom Cruise would have got that last year for Fallout. Easy. Yeah. Or John Wick would have. The, the year before, sorry, 2018. Because a lot of work goes into doing the doing stunts these these days. Yeah, um, I've got mine, uh, and he should have got it for two thousand two, uh, in two thousand two. Sorry, um, best motion capture performance. Ah. Uh-huh. Because there was talks about it being a thing, and Andy Serkis should have totally got it for Gollum. He would have won it for the Planet of the Apes films as well. For each of, each of those yeah. three films. If Planet of the Apes, if those films were nominated for best, uh motion capture performance I would put my bets on it I would. what about I think motion capture comes under acting because you're using your entire body yeah. what about an award for best voice actor that's true because Mark Hamill would get it for what oh, no hold, hold on there's been a Batman animated movie hasn't there the Mask of the Phantasm no <laughs> not Mask of the Phantasm um, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker yeah he was in that as well yeah and Mask of the, Mask of the fan, Phantasm. Oh. So you were right, but you thought you were wrong. <laughs> and that's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, so those are three right there. Best stunt and best... Best voice. stunt, voice actor... No, voice, voicing role and motion capture role. Uh, really? Let's go with that. 
So we will see if our predictions are right come November, no, February. <laughs> the end of the year. February the 9th. February 9th. Um, you and Chris were doing it because I'll be otherwise occupied. Well, like Django says, the D is silent in the room. Hey! Because I'm Daniel. Yeah, 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 but also dicks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, um, we is this the last one we're going to do before the Oscars? Because we've got the BAFTAs coming up as well. I can do the, ba- the, the BAFTAs one. Yes, cool. Well, we will see you for the BAFTA talk. And I will see you for the BAFTA talk. And we'll see you all for the BAFTA talk. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nicely done. Uh, 2nd of February. We'll have it uploaded maybe maybe on the 3rd yeah we'll put it up on the 3rd actually to be fair actually we might do one before that because it's only the 14th exactly we've got time we've got time I'm right, just rambling on about shite yeah we'll talk before the performance Um, we'll have to like run down each of them quite quick I think we can skip a few of them like documentary and stuff because... uh, most of them we've talked about on this because to be fair they skip them as well <laughs> yeah. and when the credits are playing oh by the way this is who won best animated show that's what they do. Mm. They do. They've done it the last few times. So we will see you on the 2nd of February. For the Oscars. For the BAFTAs. The BAFTAs. <laughs> we'll, see them bef- we'll see everyone before that, just for another random episode. Yes, let's do a random one. We will see you guys next time. Toodle pip. <laughs>